the views and opinions expressed by the guests on this podcast are that of their own. In no way, shape, or form do they reflect the official policy or position of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. You've descended into the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack, a commercial diving podcast for divers by divers. Episode number three, anti-social social media, commercial diver meme Instagram. Our co-host this episode is Johnny. Stopping into the dive shack is Ducky, a diver working in the Gulf of Mexico. He is also a content creator and admin for commercial diver meme Instagram. He'll be shedding some light on what to expect as a young diver in the Gulf of Mexico and also be talking about his hobby, working with the Commercial Diver Meme Group. Make sure to like and follow on Instagram at Bottom Dwellers DS, Facebook page, Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. We appreciate your support. Stand by. We're going to make it hot. All right, man. Another episode. All right. Today we got a, we got Ducky. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. He's behind Commercial Diver Memes. Very funny. Very funny. I should, I guess, preface it by saying uh, I can't take all the credit for it. It's a group about like six guys, and it started originally on Facebook. I worked a job. It was earlier this year, actually. And I recognized a tattoo on one of the guys from the meme page. And I said, are you part of this meme page? And he said, yeah, yeah. And I became good friends with him. And then I started the Instagram side of it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a group of like five, six guys. Yeah, that answers a lot of questions, kind of. It kind of mm-hmm. throws me off my whole question game, actually. Because I was trying to find, like, the very first one. I was scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I was like, oh, my God. How many yeah. does this guy post? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that Facebook page, it's been around for a while. Um, I can even remember, it was, like, one of the first jobs I ever went on. There was a tender on that job who had a sticker, a commercial dive meme sticker on his hard hat. And I remember he was looking at the page that was like three years ago, something like that. So, yeah, it's been around for a while. It wasn't until I met one of the uh, actual guys on a job and kind of called him out that got brought into the circle on it and then started the Instagram probably, I don't know, like a month or two ago or something like that. And just to start posting them over there because I'm not on Facebook. I used to have to always google commercial diver memes and go look it up on the face just to look at those you know so i was like well i want something on instagram for this so i just started doing it myself right on man so it's kind of like cool. the broken lizard troop of the divers huh <laughs> yeah I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's where that is yep and I, I i contribute some content but yeah like i said it's a bunch of different guys i don't even know all of them i just know the one all right well man uh first of all i just want to get some background info on, on your real yeah. quick, uh, just kind of want to know uh, how long you've been diving for, and where you're right. at. Well, typical questions, you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the rundown. Uh, I've been in for four years now. My first two were before I went to school. I kind of backdoored my way into a company called J and J down in Louisiana. Somebody I knew was working for them as a hand, and they had a job after Irma doing hurricane cleanup and salvage down in the Florida Keys. I was bartending at the time, not doing anything. I didn't know anything about what commercial diving was. And my buddy who was working for him was like, hey, man, we got this thing going. You want to come 
come down to the Keys and help us out. So I just quit my job right there, went down to the Keys for three months, helped him out. And then the owner of the company was like, well, when we get back, you're more than welcome to keep come working for us, you know? And then I started getting introduced to the commercial diving world, seeing what it was. And uh, yeah, started just kind of as a hand and eventually started getting sent offshore on jobs, started tending more, eventually got a dive. My first ever time, yeah, my first dive was a working dive in a 17B. Nice. And uh, yeah, and then just started getting there and better and eventually saved up, went to school, got out and been freelancing, jumping around ever since. Oh, sweet. Where did you go to school again? Went to a small school called Commercial Dive Technologies in Tampa. Not a big one. I knew better than to go to like one of the like CDA or anything like that because I had a little time in beforehand. And I had a tender come out to me on a job and he came out like midway through this hitch we were on. And he was a solid hand. I still work with him to this day. Shout out Brian Anderson. He'll appreciate that little shout out. But he told me he went to this school, small schools, relatively cheap. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter where you went. It just matters uh, how hard you work, how hard you hustle. And it sounds yeah, like you've been hustling pretty good, dude. You said, uh, you, said you broke out, huh? What was yeah, that? Broke out earlier this year. Broke out right before COVID and right before the oil prices went. So I was gearing up ready for a big season. And then oil prices just went to nothing immediately. So uh, kind of been piecing together a couple of inland gigs. I did a six-month job. I worked on that Pensacola Bay Bridge project. I don't know if you all seen anything about that. That was fun. And waiting for offshore to come back. And then about, yeah, I'd say a little over a month ago, uh, I got a call that they're sending more work offshore. So I came back to Louisiana. Nice, man. So let's take a, let's take a shot for the oil industry. Yeah, what yeah. Part of, what part of Louisiana do you... Uh, well, I'm do from you... New Orleans. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, babe. Uh, so wait, are, very... you, uh, are you an, a Go Tiger kind of guy or a Tulane kind of guy? or a... uh, Definitely root for Tulane, you know, but definitely a Tigers mm. fan. Raised a Tigers mm. fan. Everybody in my family mm. went to LSU. Mm. Take a Tigers, big Tigers, big Saints fan. So, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I got the fireball going today. Uh oh, yeah. little fireball. I got a yeah. JMO. I guess I, I want old, a headache tomorrow, huh? Hold over hold. Straight rye whiskey, gentlemen. Straight rye whiskey. Nice, classy. <clears throat> yeah. Boom boom. Yeah. Little cheers to the oil yeah. industry. Is that what we said? Yeah. Yeah. Right Raw Joe. Clinky, tinky. Drill, baby, drill. But yeah, from New Orleans. Definitely. I think I've only met one other guy in the diving industry that's like from South Louisiana. Everybody else is from way elsewhere. So it's a little easier for me to live down here. You know, that's where I'm from. A lot of guys hate Louisiana when they're from like Illinois, you know? Mm. Stupid. <laughs> so you don't sound like you got a big old thick Southern Louisiana accent. Nah, don't. It comes out on some some small stuff, like dog, you know. But no, nah, I don't really have it too much. Not like my ma. She's like straight in New Orleans Catholic, you know. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, she's got that thick New Orleans accent. Yeah, I was gonna ask you ask you a couple of things about uh kind of some of the stuff that came out of the Gulf, like some of the the phrases and stuff. Like uh, some of us inland guys, you know, I didn't know what a coon ass was until like halfway through my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not coon ass. That's that's some Cajun boys. I'm I, I'm I refer to myself as a yak. I'm from New Orleans. We're not really Cajun, but uh, yeah, those those coon asses, bro. They're they're fun to work with for sure. And then what's a uh, what's a Jody? 
Oh, that's the that's the dude keeping your girl warm when you're offshore. <laughs> yeah, cute. that's the guy keeping your keeping your girl keeping your bed warm for you while you're off working. Jody paying your girl a visit. Nice. But I think that's originally a military thing. I don't know if that okay. comes from offshore. Stuff, yeah, but yeah. And what about a turtle girl? Is that in, does that mean anything? <laughs> turtle girl. Yeah. Those <laughs> the, the, um, those, I haven't seen one of those in a while. But yeah, these girls that go out on these jobs and they. They're turtle watchers, essentially. So if we're working on platforms and there's turtles in the area, they got to be there. You know, all the Bessie, which is a big organization, I think, send them. But uh, yeah, and they usually don't know what they're signing up for until they get out there and they see divers walking around naked and down like that. Yeah, so the old turtle girls. That's too funny. <clears throat> Save the planet, right? Save the turtles. Yeah. All right, so I think Johnny had some, uh, had some <laughs> questions for you. Johnny runs the uh, Port Town Divers page as well, so... While we're on here, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. You know, well, now that I know that it's a bunch of dudes and not just one guy, I had some questions that was just like, um, when did they start first making these memes? And but uh, most importantly, what skip that one because that was obviously a long time ago, right? Yeah, at yeah, least because uh, I was in the 2016s when I was scrolling and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, yeah. And so, uh, what possessed you to start doing it? You know? Uh, well, I like the page first off. It was like, like I said, I don't even have Facebook, but I would figure out a way to get on Facebook just to look at these, you know. Um, and then I was meeting one of those admins, and I was like, well, yeah, I guess I'll finally start the Instagram side of it and get it rolling. Uh, just from being a pure fan of the content, I guess, and wanted to keep it rolling. Um, okay. And Where's... I one day looked for the handle on Instagram and saw that it was like purely ready so i got it and then well, yeah once i got that just started getting after it we would also like to know the real the big question let's get down to nitty-gritty here where okay. does it happen where does the magic happen does it happen on a couch do you wake up in the middle of the night and just like oh crap i just came up with a meme or do you do it on the toilet like the rest of the men and a little you know, bit of make all, great all decisions right there yeah yeah definitely all the above sometimes I'll be on a job site and see something like I got one in the works right here. I guess I'll give you all a sneak preview on this last oh, job. We were on the red hat exclusive. got found in a little exclusive. That's right. So on this last job, I was on the red hat, got caught in his bunk during his shift, like just laying up in his bunk. And, um, so the supervisors like got him down on deck, put an Odom weight on the end of a rope, 50 pounds worth. And was like, all right, you're going to test current for the next three hours. So I got pictures of this kid like standing over there on the front of the barge and he's just pissed off holding the Odom weight over the side. And I'm going to probably make something out of that one, you know. Um, but yeah, if it's something like that or just, you know, whenever, whenever inspiration strikes. Definitely a few times in the middle of the night, woke up, there's a little idea in my notes. Right down. How many yeah. do you say you do uh, a week personally, you yourself? Honestly, I'll put together like five drafts, but ones that actually get all the way through um i like one of one or two do you have a favorite what's your favorite one uh, out of all those what's the one that just pops into your head all the time so there is one and it's actually a buddy of mine it's from a while while back and he's putting his neck down for a 17b on upside down and somebody snuck a picture of him and uh something about how South 17 B guys really are or something like that. That one always pops into my head and it's a buddy of mine. So it's funny seeing him look like a dumbass. 
but uh yeah they're good ones yeah we got some scrolling through here while you guys are talking there you go one of my favorite ones is the tiger king when you, oh yeah says, when you drop two spider co's on the same job i'm never going to financially recover from this that's one of my favorite ones yeah there's the there's definitely gold man that's what it was kind of circling back to what got me into it just there's such good content man i want to be a part of it this is the good one here i love this one <laughs> yeah hate that guy are you a bad boy oh hell yeah i hook up hats oh right yeah is there so well, i mean technically i guess you don't know everybody so i was about to say is there any inner turmoil between the guys like oh that's that's a stupid one i don't know why i posted that one yeah oh, sorry. Be honest, on. i really don't I, I only know one of the guys more came in late to the game just trying to get it on instagram oh, for sure. i mean you gotta get with the times it takes some young bucks like yourself to uh help out some of us old timers you know get with it, <laughs> get with it. You know, we yeah, still yeah. Have half the divers, half the old school divers on the uh, Facebook, like myself, you know. And it's cool to see that the Instagram is kind of, I don't really promote it on anything, you know. It's kind of just taken off. I think once it finally hit, like, recommended pages for Instagram divers, because the Instagram dive community is pretty small and tight. I feel like I definitely see the same, like, 12 guys in my recommended all the time, you know. Yeah, so oh, think, yeah. And I was on a job on this Last job I was on, I'm sitting there after shift going through, and I see one of the divers followed me. And I go to him, like, hey, man, where'd you see this? He's like, it just popped up in my recommended. Oh, Roger. So it's starting to spread. I think we're about to hit 100 followers. So big things, man. No, it's hey, I was wondering. Dude. Port Town Divers was one of those followers yesterday. Oh, Harry Roger. I started following. Yeah. All right. So I'm rephrasing it then. You're the genius behind. Starting the Instagram page. Get there you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm like the intern that runs the Instagram page. Right. Taking it from the old, which is Facebook, and bringing it into that new, new. You know? I, I think Facebook still has some life into it. Yeah, of course you do, because you're in your 50s or something like that. Like <laughs> I mean, maybe in five years. Yeah. No, it's funny because you got your looking at that picture right there. It's the guy on the all the way left without his shirt on. Yeah, that guy. He, I ran into him on a job site and recognized the tattoo on his back and was like, I, I've seen that somewhere. He's like, yeah, commercial <laughs> diver meme page. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's great. Like I said, you know, uh, it, it, you're, you're the brains behind the Instagram and uh, hopefully some of the other guys can jump on to share some uh, share some memes and everything with us. And, you know, because tell you the truth, it's like it kind of all this stuff gives it a human side to diving. You know, it's right. one of those things where it's like people really don't know what we do, you know, and uh, it's not until you, you kind of see us make fun of ourselves that you kind of get it, you know. Right. Yeah, I got a few of my friends that, you know, they don't know anything about diving, but they follow that page. Like, if you kind of want to see, I don't, you're not going to understand any of this stuff, really, but, you know, if it kind of clicks, yeah, pretty approachable thing. Yeah, it's not super far out. Oh, yeah. And, I always try to get, you know, like family and friends, try to help them understand what I do. But yeah, it never really works. All right. Well, she did. Let's get some beer going. So I'm sorry we couldn't send you one of these. I don't know how to send beers, but uh, me and Johnny, we're going to try this one beer. It's called uh, it's a King Harbor Brewing Company, Sink Beneath the Surface. Oh, look at you there. Mm. Uh, all the beers that we mm. try on this show, 
have a diver related, you know, themes or water related themes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, on this very nice Miller light here. Yeah. That's our go. go-to. That's the best that's beer the on earth. That's, that's, yeah. That's, yes. That's the only beer I really drink. Hell yeah. That's uh, Miller light and Jameson. That's my go-to every day. But, uh, yeah, this is good beer. Nice, easy drinking, hazy pale ale. Yeah, definitely highly recommend it. It's delicious. It's 5% alcohol, so you can have a couple of them without uh, without any repercussions, you know. That's right. <laughs> Miller Lietes. Yep. Well, nice. So, yeah, that's, that's the background behind the mid and my involvement in commercial diver memes. More content to come. So what's some of the... Uh, What's some of the crappier jobs that you've had to do starting out? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, during those first few winters when things would go slow in the field, the company I was working for at the time, they'd catch little small inland stuff. I did a power plant one time, dredging coal ash. I had to get in a vulcanized rubber dry suit, go in there and dredge for the six-inch dredge. Got my arms sucked into that thing. That sucked. Yeah, that was a fun one had like Shrek arm because all that blood just got rushed in my fist. It was all screwed up. And the supervisor like rushed me into the dive shack. It was like, don't tell anybody. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, be quiet. Cause I was just, I, yeah, I hadn't gone to school or anything at that point, you know? So if they were like, yeah, we got this kid never went to school and he just screwed his arm up. I don't, the prime contractor was not going to be happy about all that. So they just kind of stashed me away in the dive shack until everything was all good. Holler, make it cold, make it cold. That's exactly what it was, man. At the end, and it's like in 10 feet of water, so I'm in there forever. And it was, I was like right towards the end of my dive, and uh, I was just sloughing that coal ash down to me. That and that thing just bit me, and it sealed around that dry suit I was in. So, like, I was not getting that thing off, even once they made it cold. I was, I had my feet on it, like trying to pull my arm out. I had to get all the way out the water with it to like break that seal. Dang, wow. Yeah, that was that was right, nasty. Right yeah, well, it was <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. We would, like you would walk like right into the the coal ash pond right there. So I was just kind of like up on the side, like a beach dolphin, like flopping around <laughs> trying to get this dredge off my arm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was that. Other than that, I mean everything. A few little nasty ones here and there. Uh, I mean, burning in the Mississippi River—that's always fun stuff. Did that for a few months at the beginning of this year. Yeah, it's great visibility, right? Oh mm-hmm. man, it's uh A1 down there. Yeah. It was freezing cold, current was whipping, viz was crazy, like nothing. Yeah, that was a that was a tasty one. But that's that's one of those dives dive jobs I like. You know, that one made me a lot better. After that one, I could really be like, yeah, I went and burned out I beams, the bottom of the Mississippi River. I mean, if you need a burner, I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and that's how you learn. You know, sometimes uh, you can take your explanations topside. They can explain to you how you're going to do it, how you should do it. But until you're actually down there, until you're actually doing it, you know, you kind of have to do trial by error. You know, hundred percent, man. Yeah, I had guys tell me little, little tips and tricks on everything. I'd burned a few times before that one, but nothing big. Like that was like three months of every day we were in the water burning out um, caissons and I beams, and yeah. Uh, little tricks that guys try to tell me, you know, it wasn't until I got down there and kind of like formulated my own, I figured, figured some stuff out. Yeah. You know, and and you're going to get better after the second time. And then you're going to get better after the third time. And if you don't get better after the second time and the third time, then what happens there, Ducky? 
and get rants off. Get them out of here. Yeah. So that being said, I mean, this trade isn't really for everybody, you know? Um, no, so you're kind of new, but you see new guys coming in from dive school. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's some uh, of the stuff I, that you've seen these guys do coming out? Um, they're just so soft, you know, and then they get lied Ooh. to by these schools. And, it, you know, especially for us, because when you come out of dive school and you come to the Gulf, yeah, you're a red hat. You're, you're not even allowed to think. You don't even look at the hat, man. Like, you're not getting in the water unless, you know, we've got some bubble blowing, whatever for you to do. Just say we took your virginity. Um, so a lot of these guys come out and they're like, yeah, I'm going to be, a, I'm a diver. Like, no, you're a tender, <laughs> bud. And you're going to be doing this for a few years until you, you prove to us that you're worth keeping around. Yeah, but that's not fair, man. The dude's a master diver. He's got 500 dives. <laughs> right, yeah. 200 on nitrox. <laughs> you, should, you should see all the scuba certs I have back here. I have so many oh, scuba certs. Love to see that stuff. Yeah, great, great kid. Yeah, no, that's that. I'm an instructor for your information. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few. I've seen a few of those kind of cats that like got out of dive school, stuck around their dive school instructing for a little while, and then tried to break into the industry and just acted like they're such hot and they're horrible. You get sobered up pretty quick right like once you get out there and you blow a dive or two it, like usually those egos get knocked down at least for the smart ones right at least for the smart ones yeah right. that's tip number one for any uh any young guys that have a lot of scuba experience coming in don't say you have but, a lot of scuba experience right <laughs> yeah. take, but, take all your scuba experience and throw it in the trash mm -hmm. where it belongs we ain't looking at fish say throw it in the trash johnny come on now throw it in the trash throw it in the it's trash, trash. Yeah. You're trash. <laughs> well, that serves its purpose, I guess. I guess. But it's just fun to talk to guys who think they're all that because they're sweet scuba certs, man. Like, okay, oh, man. yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. It's always in a bar. And they're, all, right? and they're always under, underwater photographers. I got, yeah. all, I got my sweet setup going and this and that and this and that. Shut up, dude. Shut, you shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. Shut your mouth when you're talking to me, guy. What we do, it's it's not really, we don't view it as super special. It's nothing to brag about, you know? Yeah. So it's it's what? It's a means of uh, transportation, right? To get to the site, which, yeah. is, uh, which is underwater. And uh, if you're not a good hand topside, you're probably not going to be a good hand underwater. You know? Right. So, I'm just saying, it's it's really nothing special. The special thing is a paycheck at the end of the week after that dive pay, you know? Right. Yeah, when I tell people, they're like, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, dude, I'm an underwater wrench turner, man. Like, it's, you know, the same as any topside guy. I just happen to be doing it in the water. Yeah. Fun, though, oh, yeah. So, and, and you ask right. every diver why they do it. It's because we like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't want to do anything else. What does yeah. Nate say? Nate, Nate, our supervisor, he's always, we're uh, underwater day laborers. Yeah, essentially what we are. Yeah, <laughs> so, do you have any advice or anything for some of the the younger guys about your same age coming in? Like, what's what's one of the first things that, that they kind of look at out in the Gulf? This is yeah. specific. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, it's definitely keeping your head down and keeping it moving, and not you know keeping quiet more or less. Definitely listen a lot more than you talk. Neck to the deck is big down here, like. Don't go running your mouth, you know, especially if there's company men around. Shut up. 
you know, we've had another incident on this last job I was on where one of the guys, one of the tenders was talking to a company man or something. And the, the supervisor comes in and we're off shift and he's like, I don't know who's been talking, you know, of course, a lot more colorful language, but yeah. Uh, I don't know who's been talking to this company man, but and yeah, he went off. And so definitely when you're coming in, your soups will like you a lot more if they don't even know you're there. They just know that you're working So keep that mentality and just outwork everybody. That's really what it is. You got to You got to you're in competition with everybody around you until you've cemented yourself. You, it's a dog eat dog world, you know, like, yeah, you're going to be buddies with the guys you come up with, but at the same time, you're trying to beat all of them to be that, to get that breakout spot. Cause they're not going to be breaking out a lot of people. So yeah, definitely uh, keep your head down, keep quiet and work your ass off. Training guys underneath you is a big thing too. If you're, you know, you start out as a red hat, you want to, when the next red hat comes in after you, you want to train that red hat so you can take your job you know, and you can move up and then you'll get yourself like LT, you know, the toughest part to break out of is LT just because at that point, you know how to run a deck. They, the company is going to usually rather want a good LT than another breakout. So, um, you're going to, you definitely need to train people up under you. The guys coming in underneath you, you want to train them up so they can take your position and you can keep moving forward. That's a big thing. Yeah. Well, let's take another quick shot to the Red Hats. To the Red Hats. Thanks for watching. Red Hats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <sighs> Man, yeah. that is so sweet. That fireball. Ugh. Oh, that Sinus. fireball. Man. That'll hurt you. Yeah, yeah it will. Unfortunately, I had half a bottle, so. And it's a little tiny guy. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know, I don't see as many new guys coming in, especially not to the Gulf. I mean, the Gulf really isn't the place to be if you're really looking for volume of work. You know, I know one of the memes there was a was a shooting star, and then the yeah. guy was on that shooting star for steady, consistent work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> the last day was like, oh, crap, it's not a shooting star. <laughs> yeah, I remember Ooh. when I, my first two years in, I was working for a company that's closed down now called J&J. My first two years were there and I was the only full-time employee and everybody else was freelance guys that would come in and out. That's how I built my network. So I met all those freelance guys, got in cool with those guys, got my C daddy and um, had a bunch of, just a bunch of numbers and a bunch of guys jumping around doing all kinds of stuff. I went to school, came out and I started calling all those guys like, Hey man, guess who got their plastic? Like, oh, okay, cool. Boom. We got this going on. Show up at the dock, bet. And started jumping around like that that's what it and i got a lot of kids that ask me that kind of stuff like how do you freelance you know how do you get those i'm like you just got to get in and start working somewhere and start meeting people and uh prove to them that you're worth it you know like i had those guys they were like man and a lot of those guys were like you need to go to school man so you can come jump these other jobs with us because when j and j was slow i'd be sitting there at the shop like watching all these other guys going to the dock and i can't go anywhere i don't have any certs i'm here through the back door essentially so just kind of running the shop huh yeah just sitting around moving compressors around in circles all day yeah mm. whatever well, there cool, was dude. Yeah, you had your foot in the door and at least you knew early on that hey i can't be shy in this trade i've got to get out there i've got to you know meet these guys i gotta talk them up i gotta not mm. be you know that guy that's you know thinks he's top crap and stuff you know so, yeah 100 yeah, yeah. I, I mean nobody likes to know it all 
Yeah, big time. And I, yeah. I, I came in, I learned in the industry from guys <laughs> in the industry, right? So I think that helped me a lot. Like my ways of doing things, I learned firsthand from guys. Like I went on my first dive job not knowing what a Kirby Morgan is. I like uh, not knowing how to start a compressor. I went from bartending, like right into this world without knowing anything about it. And so I had to learn like straight from the ground floor up, but I learned the right way. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the money real quick. Yeah. Mm. How much are we talking about here? Like, what are you going to be making in the Gulf? Like, you know, how much typically the guys are making, you know, diver, tender. Out right, there? right. Usually, uh, Red Hat coming right out of school, you're looking at 15 to 17 an hour starting, which is solid because the thing about you make money offshore because you're offshore. You're not spending any money that you get guaranteed 12. So you're getting a ton of overtime all the time when you're out there. I mean, I was out there for a month straight up until like a few days ago. That's a month of me doing nothing but making money, not spending any money on any food, anything like that, you know? So that's where the real money comes in. A lot of guys are like, man, I don't want to go out there because it sounds like you only work like six months out of the year. I'm like, yeah, I do. But I mean, just because you're out there, straight working you know you're not on the beach I, I only have to work six months out of the year you know what i mean to make as much as you do doing whatever you're doing um so yeah it's 15 17 starting out and then you'll once you get yourself established and you're a solid tender you're looking at like 18 to 20 through your lt and then uh go to breakout probably like 22 to 25 and then from there up diver supervisor so I yeah. want to go back to the memes real quick. So, yeah, for sure. thinking about memes and stuff, <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of the uh, sure a lot of the stuff that you kind of draw upon happens on deck. Do you have any favorite stories about some of the other guys or or any oh, uh, like out, outlandish yeah. BS stories? That's but yeah, more more just like the small everyday stuff that you really kind of pay attention to and then transfer into into meme format, like the hat wrench one that you we looked at earlier. You know, it's just like walk by, see a kid like sneaking his crescent out because he can't find the hat wrenches so he just like throws a crescent on it real quick yeah a lot of the stuff comes from like the normal everyday kind of stuff as opposed to the like real specific situations you know just like life on a dive barge no i think it's pretty cool i think it's cool that that we got you on because uh to get like a young person's perspective on some of this stuff goes a long way you know, I'm I'm definitely not a ratchety old diver yet. I'm only, you know, four years in, so I still you know, I still have a good look about year seven. Year seven you'll get that. I'm sure that was yeah, right about in there. Yeah. I, I see it. We had an eight year guy on this last one and he's you can see him kind of making the transition. <laughs> he's starting to get real tired of this shit. Yeah, seven and eight, that's like thirty in dive years. <laughs> that's what you gotta do. <laughs> One of your memes you gotta do <laughs> like a dog year uh, humans dog year chart oh, yeah. diver year chart diver years chart yeah oh I'll put that one in the works and tag y'all on that one for sure <laughs> <laughs> five years in you're twenty you know yeah <laughs> Man, I think it's a fireball talking I'm gonna take another shot I'm gonna finish this bottle hell yeah not much left. <sighs> I don't got to work tomorrow. I do. Uh, I, got, I was you, supposed to go out till next do. week, but I got to go out tomorrow. Oh, TPA is so late. All right. Oh, what are you going to stop for? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What's this for? Uh, drinking. Drinking. 
Driver's <laughs> best friend. Just there you go. Bottle, bottle. That's it. <clears throat> oh boy. No, I'm good. I don't have to. Like, I got to show up at the dock like tomorrow at midnight, so I got to still get to sleep in tomorrow. All right, on. Yeah, that's that's. I love those start times where they're friendly start times. Yeah, tomorrow at midnight, and then I got a crew bear right out, so I'll show up all hungover and nasty, just sleep on the way out, and be good to go by the time we get to the job site. We're actually saving you from a bad hangover by having you on. Yeah, there you go. Appreciate it. Might be you know drinking all night. That's right. Good looks, boys. I was about to say you might be out drinking all night, but COVID kind of put a damper on all that. How's the COVID thing going on over there in Louisiana? Yeah, not here. Uh, I'm in Mississippi right now. Um, and I can, I mean, I'm probably will go to the bar after this, oh, you know? Right. Yeah. It's everything's open. Right. Yeah. yeah. Over here is clamped down. Right. When Damn. people are normal, it's okay. Everyone's fine. <laughs> over here, the world's ending over here. Apparently. Yeah. Um, New Orleans is still pretty shut down, but I mean, the mayor in New Orleans handled all this horribly. Um, but yeah, New Orleans is pretty shut down. Other than that, man, it's pretty much business as usual. Just, you know, wear your mask until you sit down at the bar and then do whatever. And most people don't even wear masks down here, honestly. This is, uh, it's South Mississippi, man. You know, it's not, nobody down here is really splitting the atom. For some of these young guys that do have attachments and they plan to make it, you know, it, it's definitely kind of tougher, right? Uh, you're saying like family and stuff. Yeah, well, like, like that. family and say if they can't travel or can't leave for some reason. Yeah, hundred percent. Their mom or whatever, you know. It just, you know, it, that really just takes a huge part of your hustle out. You know, that really puts bars on you in a certain type of way. You, you, you know, a lot of the success I've had is because I'm like, uh, that's a big thing I tell guys too. Don't ask questions, and when you get called for a job, really, like I know a lot of these kids are like, "Well, how long is going to be this, this, and that?" I'm more one. An operations manager calls me, "Hey, man, you available?" I said, "Yep, when and where? Send it. Let's go." And that you know that makes it so guys want to call me because they know I'm just gonna be like, "Yep, let's go." Because um, yeah, I'll call me right now. I'm going. I try to keep try not to keep anything like attaching me to anywhere. Kind of like you said, attachments like that. You know. And uh, it definitely lends itself to a certain amount of success when you can just pick up and roll to the next job. You know, you can. St- I know some guys that, you know, they keep themselves rooted and they still make it work. But especially for like when you're starting out, I feel like you know you want to definitely be able to jump around and kind of straight cat it. You know, whoever's speed, and you just go run around. That's how I've been able to do it. And a lot of the cats I know that do the same thing I do, jumping around like that. That's how they do it. It's- yeah, can't have too much keeping you in one place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that kind of doubles back and like what I would tell guys, newer guys coming in, it, you know, I was saying like be quiet and listen more than you talk and stuff like that. Let your work talk, you know, because if that supervisor like looks out on deck and he always sees you busting ass hands on something, I mean, that's going to go a long way, a long, long way for sure. And that's the yeah, thing. got to work. If if you get checked on a job site, if somebody tells you something, yeah, you're going to be pissed off at first. But I mean, if it's coming from a reputable source, yeah, you probably stop and listen. Like, crap, maybe I am slacking a little bit. You know, it doesn't matter if you've been in the trade for 10, 15, five years. You know, yeah, I've seen some younger guys. I've seen some younger guys that'll get at for something and then they're over there, like after the 30 year old, 30 year sat diver just like told him something, like, like, that guy, man. I'm like, dude. You know how big that guy's is, man? Like you should be listening to that guy. 
So I know there's like a bunch of stuff that we kind of go through on the job. A lot of it's trial and error and stuff, right? Like we talked about before. You have any like, you know, decent tips that you've learned that you can pass on to some other guys? Yeah, yeah. This is a, a fresh, recently learned one. I'm going to call it the Anderson twist because Brian oh. Anderson showed it to me. He keeps the little thing of super glue with him. And uh, after redoing comms on the ends of those wires, after twisting them, dip the ends of the wires in the super glue. That way the ends don't come unfrayed. And uh, yeah, it works really well. I watched him do it, and those comms stayed good for the entire month long hitch we were out there. So that's a good little one. Any, any fresh tenders out there, put some super glue in your toolbox, and you'll impress the hell out of your supervisor with that little trick. Yeah, and also nice. the liquid skin oh, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You go. Oh Especially yeah. You put your fingers up on some of those barnacles and oysters or whatever. Yeah, man. Just a little super glue and some e tape, and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up and get back to work. But yeah, I'll never forget that first job I went on. The supervisor on that one, he actually ended up becoming my sea daddy. But I, it was that supervisor. And the owner of the company and me, we were standing in the back of the shop. And the owner was like, look, man, I'm sorry to do this, but I got to send this kid out with you. He didn't go to school. He doesn't really know anything. And the supervisor was just like, John, what the f***, man? Are you serious, dude? And I'm just standing right there like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and That guy, he became my sea daddy, so it all worked out. But yeah, that guy was like, God, are you serious? You're doing this to me? I thought we were friends and you're going to screw me like this. <laughs> yeah that was a funny one but it all worked out in the end still talk to him all the time I'm gonna go hit the head real quick think of a crazy sea story Roger just breaks away like that we're still recording oh yeah <laughs> yeah it all Man, that cut. sucks doesn't he right what a piece of shit. now he cuss <laughs> too he cuss cause he's not around <laughs> Uh, a little bit like yeah yeah so tell me so i can get it in my head so when you're telling the story i can be like oh see i know what he's saying i get it (laughs) yeah uh, essentially and i'll flesh it out but i was on bottom got ran out of air because they were trying to prime a jet pump air prime a jet pump and they were bleeding it off the volume tank and they ran me out of air as good supervisor was changing out the comm box so i had no comms and no air and, that's smart. Uh, that's a smart thing yeah. to do. I like that. Oh yeah, the, yeah. the cowboy is still alive in the Gulf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I came up on deck, ripped the hat off. I was like, "You mother, are you kidding me? I'm almost died." And they're just like, "What are you doing on deck?" I'm like, "I'm trying to live, bro, and you're trying to kill me." You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You, you sticks, you dumb mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a bad one. Oh, we can't cuss anymore. What? What? Oh I actually God. heard a real story. For so long. All right, but yeah, yeah, deep sea story. I was telling yeah. John a little bit. I guess like my near miss. Everybody's got near miss, right? I was on a jetting job. We were jetting out risers coming off a platform, tracing out risers to mark them for a jack up to come in. And I'm down there jetting. I lose pressure on the jet. And we had been having comm issues this entire job. We have like four comm boxes out there. And we're like swapping in and out, trying to get comms to work. Um, I lose pressure on the jet and I call up my, Hey man, check pressure. I get nothing. Hey man, lost pressure on the jet. What's going on? Nothing. 
And uh, so I'm just kind of sitting down there waiting. I'm like, all right, he's changing out the com box. He went and ran, grabbed another com box. And he's sitting there changing it out. And then they'll get this jet fixed. Well, I'm sitting there just waiting. I start sucking mask. And I'm like, oh, shit. Just run out of air. And um, yeah, not being the safest guy in the Gulf, I had a bailout that was completely empty on. Yeah. Like an <laughs> idiot. That was on me. I'll take that one. That one was on me. Um, that's the so, weirdest film, though, right? When you try to suck and then all of a sudden, like your your oral nasal just sticks to your face. Yeah. You, yeah. Like that's yeah, always like, like a weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I start sticking on my face. I'm like, oh, damn it. I got no comms. What the f? So I start. I grab my umbilical real quick and start climbing up my umbilical. And I was just so lucky that that tender that day was just out to lunch, not even paying attention, man. Because if he started feeding me umbilical as I was pulling on it, I was pulling, climbing. I was in about 40 feet of water. If I would have been pulling, he just kept feeding, man, I would have been in trouble right there. But luckily, the kid was not paying attention at all. So I was able to climb up my umbilical, made it to the ladder and like kind of cracked my seal, got a breath and then got up on deck. And they're all like, what, what the hell are you doing? on deck i'm like you oh yeah a big string of expletives about how they are at their jobs and they're trying to kill me um yeah what it was is they were air priming the jet pump and they bled the volume tank down on me yeah <laughs> it, was, it, was the, it was the deck crew itself it wasn't even guys in the dive crew. it was some of the deck crew guys that had no idea what they were doing. and they're trying to air prime this jet pump just bled the volume tank down on me and uh <laughs> Nobody was paying attention. And the supervisor's in there screwing with comms, like, not even paying attention to anything. He's like, yeah, he was like, what are you doing on deck, man? I'm like, are you, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> yeah, I almost just died, but no big deal. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, he's like, what are, you, what are you doing up here, man? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm losing at that point, running around deck. Oh start shackles. Yeah, he was doing, okay. not doing his job, because if oh, he was, I would have been screwed. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, dude. This was great. So, I, I mean, it was great to have like a, you know, young person's perspective and also kind of what you go through being a golf diver. You're like a legit golf diver now, dude. Congratulations. That's freaking awesome. Dude, yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. I can finally say it, go into a bar and be like, yeah, I'm a diver. And, and oh, yeah, because that's always going to pick up chicks for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's a yeah. shot to the women and the women that love us. Roger that. Ah. <sighs> Oh, it's like college. <laughs> oh. But yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, definitely good to see somebody who started a commercial diving podcast. And, um, yeah. I want to thank, uh, thank Johnny for being a co-host. Port Town Divers represent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know it. So give Mind a like time. to Commercial Diver Memes. Commercial Diver yes. Memes. And Hennessy Jewel Pod is the personal. Follow me on there. All right, Hennessy Jewel Pod. Hennessy Jewel Pod. And that's on the Instagram, not Facebook for you old people that are listening. Evidently, people that used right. to yeah, look like myself are old. So <laughs> Yeah, we've all moved on. Oh, it's an IG world now, man. I thought it was TikTok. When's the diver TikTok starting, right? Oh, gee. Oh. Yeah, don't follow me on my Twitter because then I'll never work again. I'm not, not <laughs> blasting that one out there. <laughs> all right, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Again, thanks again. And uh, keep listening, keep following, share, 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 and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah. Gang, gang. Peace out. Peace out.